Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cool, can go to trap, sons and traps. Trap, sons and trap, don't sons and trap. Uh, ex Bellator fighter. Uh, he's he's a, an ACA fighter. This dude's been all around, and he's a, he's one of those guys that like uh, he should be bigger than he is because he's really good. Um, and we also have John Wood. That's Daddy. That's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> everything is everything is look look Daddy look. Daddy. Yeah yeah. I that's Daddy and Mommy. We were painting yesterday. And everything she did was like, look, and I, that's great. Look, I'm like, I, I have to look. I feel like I'm being like art uh, harassed. Uh, <laughs> oh, listen, I used to work with this guy and he had a daughter and she would ask him, what's that, daddy? Oh. Like 200 times a day. So that's- when he would get to the office, he'd be like, whatever you do. Nobody asked me what's that. Like, he, it was like a real trigger for him. The question, what's that? Because he was so sick of it. Uh, I get, I, I get who that, who that, who that, who that, and it's always the same. When we watch your cartoons. daughter. Wait a minute, your daughter's from New Orleans. Yeah, pretty much. And we watch, <laughs> we'll watch Frozen, and I now, I, and I can't just like put her in front of the TV and do something else because I have to be on top of who that, and, and it's right. always the same person. Who that? Who that? Who that? Like that? It's a, it's the same rabbit or something or bunny or whatever. Right. Some of you told her thirty times already, yeah. but here we go again. Yeah. That and is. Now, and now yeah. it's not even people. It's who that? That's the phone. Who that? Well, <laughs> uh, we, we got this bunny. Uh, did I tell what happened with the bunny? No, I know that you got it from the park because it became clear to you that it was a uh, a domesticated bunny. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't some wild rabbit. Right. And this bunny's great. Except for the fact that she, we let her out of the cage because uh, you know we do, and she actually goes back in the cage on, on like her own. Um, she but she wanders around the house and then leaves little pellets for us. It's like sometimes it's like eight pellets at once. I'm just like, oh god. But then she now she she eats chargers, and it's just, oh no. Yeah, I think my wife trained her so that I won't use the phone as much. But <laughs> she, she actually eats. And I'm like, great. So now I have to. Now I, I can't. We have like one charger left in the house. Because the bunny is on like a mission to eat every charger. So this is this nice. is this is my uh, my life right now. Uh, by the way, so we got to talk about you because Greg Wilson. You know, I've known you for years since New York. You've always been one of the funniest people I've known. Uh, Thanks, brother. You too. You know that comedians, funniest actors, great guy. I know. I know we fight every like three months. We get in our, our three months fight. Uh, That's we, about right. That's about uh, right. We have a little tiff, and then it's yeah, like, I'm sorry, dude. I was overreacting. But you're one of my best friends, and that's what the best Indeed. friends do. Indeed. And you are one of mine. Absolutely. Uh, 
Now, you told me you wanted to start your own political party. You know what it is? I don't think you realize when you're fucking with people. You, you, think, it's, you think it's so funny. And it's like, dude, fucking cut that shit out. I think that's why. That is true. A lot of times, like, I fuck with, because a lot of times, like, I go for the joke. Sometimes people aren't joking. And, like, it is fun to kind of troll my friends. But not. It is, you do that, and it's like, you motherfucker. So, I know. I know. I, I got yes. to work on that. Sometimes my wife told me I'm the most annoying person she's ever met. Um, but so uh, you you said you were starting your own political party, yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, is this the Coke party or something? Whatever it is, I thought they already had the Coke. But I thought it was a joke. But you really are starting your own party. Yes, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, man. Uh, it, it isn't about uh, let it, okay. In its simplest form, two is the number of conflict. It is not the number of balance. Anytime you have two of something, there's just going to be, it's a tug of war. It's a seesaw. You have to have a balancing agent. There needs to be a third party to keep any one party from going bonkers and like making the all their fantasies. You call it the, the uh, entanglement party. Because I know Will Smith had an entanglement, Jada had an entanglement. You heard about that? Yes. Yes, I did. That? All right. Okay. Okay. I so, okay. so I, I think you're right. There, there's this, it shouldn't be Republican or Democrat because there's so much things that like cross over. That well, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like most people are not purely Democrat or purely Republican. Now those people that are, I expect them to fully stay there. But I think a lot of people are a little left on some issues and a little right on others. And I think there needs to be, and so that's what this is about. Creating something that isn't left or right, it's just what solves the problem. It's all about solving problems. What's the right thing to do? Now, are, you the head of, are you the head of this party? Well, I'm the founder of it, yeah. I started of it, so ultimately I'm kind of running the agenda. And how many people are in the party so far? Right now, about 16. 16 people, all right. Yeah. You guys have meetings or? Yes, we have weekly meetings, weekly Zoom meetings on Wednesday night. Wow, and anybody could go to this? Yeah, anybody who wants to join, so long as you're sincere. I mean, we're not gonna let somebody come in there and troll us. Right, right. If that happens, you know, I mean, but if you want, and that's what it's about. It's about trying to, everyone has opinions on all these issues. So right. let's put them together and create uh, basically position papers of what we believe in. And also we're trying to put out various initiatives, again, because it's about solving problems. So we just, we had our first initiative, which was Pray Day. And now we're about to do our second initiative, which is Test Everyone. And so, uh, so, there's, so it's all about just trying to, to be a, because listen, we're, this time that we're in is so fucking crazy. You know, and we're all trying to do something. I mean, some people took to the streets for the first time in their lives. This is, this is the version, this is something that had been on my mind for years. And now, without everything else, and at a time where it seems absolutely necessary, it just, you know, it, you know, it all seems well, like to this, be the time. I'm like, I'm socially liberal, you know, when it comes to, right. I, I, yes. think I, think, I think people should be entitled to free healthcare, even though if I have to pay extra, to get somebody for your healthcare, we're all human beings on, on at least in America, on, on this planet, we're all human beings, but at least we can take care of Americans, you know. And, and to that end, I feel like every, like the Democrats are pussyfooting around it, which is what they do. They don't ever actually, you know, 
directly answer the question. And the, the, obviously the Republicans wanted to stay all profit making. And I believe that there has to be a for-profit system. And we do have to have a national free healthcare system like they have everywhere else. Yeah, no, like, for example, like, like that, I think it should be both. If you want privatized, you could do privatized. Probably yes, yes. Also, and that's the thing, yeah. it doesn't eliminate private at all because if you can afford it, you're always going to get better service where you can of pay course, for it. Of course, That's all. And, 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 and it would also be also, a huge bargaining chip. And I'm also socialist when it comes to, you know, liberal when it comes to marijuana or when it comes to, yes. you know, a lot, a lot of things, I'm, I'm, I'm liberal. But then when it comes to, like, cancel culture, people getting offended over everything. Right. I feel, right. Like, I feel like that def directly affects my business, which is making the joke business. And that's not yeah. a joke business. And also censorship. And I do well, feel, you, like, you know, go ahead, I feel like liberals are more uptight when it comes to that. And so I end, I end up siding with Republicans when it comes to free speech. Uh, right, right. So, but I hate, but I'm not for Republicans when it comes to pro-life or whatever. So I, so I would like a party that actually, you know, seats my needs where I'm not like, ha I have to. And, 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 and that's what this is about. And it's also about not trying to, it's trying to find representatives that genuinely represent that culture. In other words, it's a party where we do not expect people in Seattle, Washington and Portland to think and believe the same way as people in Alabama and Georgia. By the right. same ticket, we don't expect people in Alabama and Georgia to want the same things as the people. And I think you can have both. And it's important to create a tent where those two can reasonably come together and find the things they can agree on. I like, and no, I like this. And, I'm in. And not, and not try to fuck with each other on the things they're never going to agree so on. So where can I find this party? Okay, so right now we are on social media. You can follow us uh, on, uh, on, on Facebook and Instagram at AAP, which stands for the All-American Party, because uh, it's the party for all Americans. It's the all AAP in the USA. That's our handle on both Facebook and Twitter. And then on, on, on Instagram, it's actually All-American Party. We, we're actually able to get it there. So, although uh, Twitter, we might, I, I think we're suspended on Twitter at the moment. So really? Why? I get, because uh, for Prey Day, I was trying to drum up interest. And so I was, uh, I was tweeting at a bunch of people with big platforms, a bunch of celebrity people. That, and I was looking for people that had specifically already tweeted something like, God, you know, this country needs patience. This country needs, you, you know, that kind of desperation, you know, God help us type thing. And then I was, just tweeting, hey, listen, we're all trying to unite in a single minute of prayer to try and help this country. And so, but I, I guess I said, I don't think I sent out more than like maybe 20, maybe 30, you know, but at that point they, they, they suspended the accounts for, for doing that. So I got to get that, but that is, but it is dumb. And I, I, I figured like, I don't know how long it lasts. I figured it would just It'll at a certain fine. point. What's that? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. I figure at some point he'll just come back. Funny, I, I, may, you, I may have to go in there I, I, I and answer you, some I questions. I don't think of prayer. I think of prayer maybe like at three in the morning when you want when you're out of coke and need some more pussy or something. Like God, please help. Uh, but I don't think of actual prayer uh, for everybody. So this is good. Well, and that's why we said you know whether you pray, meditate, chant, rub stones, rake sand, or just think positive thoughts. It wasn't about, you know, everyone you know else. What? I am officially going to come to this meeting and I want to check out this party. I'm very interested. Please, please I will, do. I will, I will you can just, if you follow us, message us. You know, I have your email. I'll add you to the list. 
I know building how a database. You are. I know how good of a heart you have. Uh, you're also Mexican, Mexican American. That's uh, absolutely yeah. no Mexican Americans on on like the bill right now. You're the only one. And that's the other thing. It's like, again, another old white man. Like, at this time, this is the best we could do is two old white men. Well, I mean, I, mean, I just Biden think... doesn't even know where he is right now, honestly. <laughs> I just think, exactly. We can do better across the board. Of course. You know? And it's not... And the other two... The other two are trapped in a cycle of payback. They're trapped in a cycle of one gets the power and just, fuck you. And then the other one gets the power back, and then they're like, ha, now, fuck you. And then the other one gets the power back, and like, ah, you get the fuck out. Fuck. And that's all it is. It's a constant cycle of retribution. And the only way to break that, if we were to actually influence them for once, if they were scared of losing their power, guess what? They might actually start to work together again. And if that is the end result, if that's the only thing that this party accomplishes is making those two dumbasses work together, then I will accomplish more than I ever dreamed. Well, you know what? Uh, if there are any listeners left uh, on this podcast, <laughs> we'll talk about fighting. Yes, back to fighting. I, I feel right. like a lot of people tuned out after this, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm so sorry, guys. And <laughs> this thing, I am still a comedian. I still tell dirty jokes. I'm still the sorry, same this guy. Is my podcast. Look, it's my podcast. I'm sorry. You can start your own podcast, which most of you probably have. It seems like most of my listeners <laughs> back in the day have their own podcast right now. Uh, now, uh, like, dude, these Zoom shows I do, I, look, first of all, I did one last week where the audience muted me. I, I've never had a crowd. <laughs> I've never had a show. I was talking to the person, and, and the person couldn't hear me. And I was like, wow, like, the audience has muted the comments. I, 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 That's I, genius, man. That is only in a Zoom world. Now, and then since we started doing these Zoom shows, three people that were not comics have asked me for stage time. Cause they're like- <laughs> They're like, I could do that. I could just sit there on my couch and stare at my computer and just talk. And, and I'm giving them stage time. I go, I go, sure, but you gotta promise me after you bomb, you still come and watch the show because we need audience members. Like, it's like don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't if you, yeah. So anyway, uh, we had one comic, Richard Chasler, who I, I love him, but he fell asleep during the Zoom show. <laughs> um, he's a big red wine guy the jazz man and and every time but like uh, every time like a comic would like bomb a joke i would just i would just spotlight him as i'm sleeping <laughs> the whole time <laughs> and it was the most anybody's ever laughed during a zoom show ah, I go, it's killing me right now i'm so sorry I'm apologizing. he's like i'm sorry he goes i'm so sorry i go dude this is the best you've ever done like this should be like <laughs> Like, like, this should be your thing, man. Like, like yeah. Just dude. falling asleep at Zoom shows. That's a riot. That's a, the jazz man. Dude, we still get hey, Zoom Greg, hackers the jazz man, that, like, yeah. think they're ruining the show. Ugh. At this point, like, I actually, the Zoom hackers, when someone tells a joke that's not going well, I'll spotlight whoever, like, is in, like, a bikini, like, a thong dancing. Like, that's their thing. I'm like, you're making it funnier. Like, if you really wanted to actually ruin the show, you'd show up and not laugh. Uh, like, like, actually, right, they're, exactly. They're just helping the fucking show. These Zoom bombers. Uh, yeah, especially if you can, if you can just mute them and you can turn the camera off so you want to see them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. That's so funny. This evolution of our process. Like you've learned more about it. Where now you're more intricate in it. I was watching. I was watching Ben Glebe like run a show, and he's yeah. got it all. Like it's weird. It's like this brave new world version of stand up. And yeah. I, I, I still don't like it. But I like that we have adapted to it and we've learned how to you you're I mean that shit's hilarious. Dude, I, I've honestly I had a show, I've turned down three shows this week. 
uh, for like live shows because they they paid a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't like huge money. And uh, one was at a strip club tonight. Uh, yeah, and I saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, my my wife's mom's gonna come this week to help wash the baby. She's she's not in the best health, so like, right. You can't, can't put her. That, listen, that I can't go to. A, you know, it's like. And plus, I'll make as much money on Zoom. Like, I hate to say exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. I did a Facebook Live show, which, by the way, if you guys want to see, uh, I did all my pandemic material. It's a, my new special called Best Ab Apocalypse Ever. <laughs> and I just reposted it on my social media. But um, I, did, I made as much doing yeah. that as I would have, you know, doing a night in Vegas, doing, you know, a night in Vegas at most, yeah. you know, most of the one-night shows. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, that's great. That's, you know, I don't have to do it. I'm not doing it very often. And then the crowd keeps coming back every week. So now I got to like write a new hour every week. Otherwise people get mad. So they're seeing the same hour. No, I write a lot. Well, it's a lot easier to write when I Totally. It's like, oh, we saw this like. It's a lot easier to write when I have help though. The hard part is when I have no help in the house. Like watching a baby who was six, she had 104 this week. So I was like at the hospital, watching her, and then like, and she demands my attention. I can't sit her in front of a TV and do, do something. You know, I just. Yes, Summer and I were enjoying a good laugh over your statement where you go, I'll tell you, having a kid, it's like a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I would've had a kid if I knew I had to take care of her. <gasps> uh, oh, dying. Uh, by oh, the yeah. way, but by the way, so, uh, Let's talk about Mike Tyson is fighting Roy Jones. I know. Whoa. Worse, I'm, I'm worse. This is so, I, listen. I'm gonna watch. I'll pay for it. I'm gonna go. I will absolutely buy it and watch it, just like I did with the Tito and Chuck Liddell thing. As bad as I know, as as and it's almost like to validate my opinion that this shouldn't happen. But on the undercard of that is, uh, hold on, is uh, on the undercard of that is Nate Robinson, the basketball player, fighting, fighting Jake Paul, the YouTube star. Oh my, see, this is where we're at. This, <laughs> this, is, this is what the idea of, as, of Trump as a president equals. It equals, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Everybody try everything, which is, I mean, uh, at least this is for pure entertainment. Where it belongs. You just, you, just, you just started your own political party, Greg. What the fuck? Exactly, are you exactly. <laughs> I am the product of that too. I am no different. I have no business doing it, and yet here we go. <laughs> so uh, I think that uh, that Paul wins. That's the worst part about this whole thing. Look, I like Nate Robinson. He won the dunk contest three times. Played for the Knicks. Uh, yeah, but he's old as fuck. He's got to be what? He's, he's got to be at least as. 40. He's like 35, 36, but I, the other guy has been training boxing like for the last yeah. year. And he's a younger, he's a younger dude. And he is like, yeah, obviously, you know, Nate's a better athlete, but he's not in his prime. Uh, not at all. And I think Paul is uh, bigger than him. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. By the way, did you watch the DMX version? The, the best thing about this pandemic is they have these on Instagram, these rappers go at it or hip hop stars go at it and they have a versus thing on Instagram live. And it was DMX yeah. for Snoop Dogg. Uh, yeah. And they each play a hit and it's up to like 20 hits. But they, they weren't like actually battling. They were rapping each other thing. DMX by the way is like a hundred pounds overweight. I mean, probably. <laughs> 
it looks, <laughs> I mean, I look, I love DMX. Best concert I've ever been yeah. to. I'm a DMX fan forever. But I think he, he, you know, he's sober now. And you know, sometimes when people are sober, they get on medication or they eat or like, he looked big. I mean, it was, and I, I'm used to him being all ripped. Like he was out, he took, yeah, he took a couple breaks. Like they had a couple commercial breaks. During the- <laughs> <laughs> he took, he took- he took a couple sandwich breaks. He yeah. Down. Yeah. I got to say. He had to have donuts. But Snoop, I didn't like Snoop because of when he did commentary for the UFC. He also, you know, like guys were getting beat up. And he's like, you got knocked the fuck out. Like, he just didn't, like, have respect for the fighters. And he made a couple of racist comments, yada, yada, yada. I got to say, in his element, which is rap, he's fun, awesome, amazing, talented, you remember how good Snoop Dogg is. He shouldn't oh, be yeah. having fights or hosting game shows or doing politics. When it comes to rapping, holy shit, Snoop Dogg is legit. But DMX, it was one of those things he had better songs, but Snoop had more hits. Like DMX had like six fucking bangers, but Snoop had like 20. So I would say- Oh Snoop- yeah, and, and that's, I mean, all the collaborations too. I mean- yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, his library is, is kills DMX. Yeah, but DMX was still like, it, it's still a different level. I, and I feel like I feel like you're giving him a very loose ceiling there at six. I I feel it's like three. I mean, no, 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 no. He had a lot. I mean, it, it, it's the thing was if he would have stayed out of jail, like he was like a millionaire and like robbing people at the airport. I mean, it was. I mean, he had a tough life. The guy, like, I looked back at his. Thing. He was like old habits die. Like hooked on crack when he was thirteen. Abusive family. Yada yada. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so are you still with us, Greg? You're like frozen. Uh, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. So Yay! Got... All right. Woo! Yeah. Easy, bro. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing, bro? Good. 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 Uh, what's What's new with you? Uh. Fat, out of shape, <laughs> trying to keep in shape. Uh, got a baby on the way, you know. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks. You got a beautiful girl. I've seen her. You like those uh, snow bunnies? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, are you still uh, coaching wrestling? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the head coach of my hometown school. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, you won five out of six fights. You were killing it. Uh, yeah. Your last fight against Logan Storley, I watched it last, last night. First of all, Logan Storley's an undefeated guy. He's a star. But he kicked you in the arm. Did, he, did you break your arm in the first round? I thought I did, but uh, it was uh, my elbow was dislocated, and I didn't realize until we got to the hospital. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's much was, better. That's was, way easier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was pissed. Man. I Wait a minute, so arm. you fought the rest of the fight? Wow. No, uh, well, I fought the rest of the round because it happened early. Uh, but uh, the ref called it. Uh, I was trying to get my corner man to, um, just like – before I could even get my corner man to look at my arm and examine anything, the ref had already came in. I guess I – I got him holding my arm, you know what I'm saying? So I guess he followed me to my corner. And I told my coach, hey, man, I think my arm's broken because I couldn't move it. And then um, when I looked up, the ref was already calling, and I was just like, damn – but it was what it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was a freak accident. And Logan said he heard the break right when he kicked you. He said he, 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 said he heard it right away. And he said how tough you were. Um, he said he really respected the fact that you beat a lot of really good wrestlers in college. You're an awesome wrestler. And, I mean, yeah, you lost 10-9 that round. But you weren't out of the fight by any means. 
No, no. Um, yeah, I appreciate him saying that. Um, I, I honestly, I didn't like, man, I really didn't want to fight him. Not because I know him personally, but uh, he's connected with, like, two of the guys in his corner were guys who, like Robbie Lawler and Kami. I used to be coached by Kami. I used to train with Robbie. So, like, it was really weird seeing those guys across from him. And they've always talked highly of him. And he's another wrestler, so I want to see him do well. But at the time, I really needed a fight. I didn't know him personally. And Bellator was like, hey, you win this fight, we're going to – sorry, they're uh, connected. I knew an in-home uh, security system. Um, they was just like, <laughs> yeah, they was like, uh, you win this fight, you know, we'll offer you a big contract in this net. So it was like something I couldn't turn down. Well, I mean, I mean, you can't look. You went up against a four-time All-American. You held your own. You broke your elbow in the first minute of the fight, and you still didn't give up. Um, and you won five fights going to that, and you beat great guys. And yeah. they, I don't, you were fighting over, like, in Russia or something, right? Yeah, I was fighting for a Russian organization. I actually turned down my last fight on my contract in Russia with them because I didn't trust a, a matchup. No, I, th- yeah. I honestly think you're a guy that, like, you're like one fight away from making it to the UFC, um, and I yeah. and I I don't know why the contender like a guy like Mick Maynard or uh, Sean Shelby. Have you reached out to them about trying to get on the uh, contender? Uh, no, not yet. My management has, and I think uh, what what's happened is every time I was close, I lost the fight that's gonna get me in. Right. That's basically what's been happening. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I don't take that fight with Logan, I'm probably in the contender right now. Right. But right now I'm coming off a loss, so I gotta. But they gotta, still have guys coming off losses on the contender. I mean, especially. I mean, what they're gonna do is they're gonna put you up against the guy that they think they're, you're gonna lose to, to like right. showcase that guy. But yeah. I've seen it work the opposite way, where the guy that like was supposed to be the stepping stool wins. You know. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of experience. Um, yeah. Well, for that for that to happen with me, I gotta be in shape. If I come in shape, I'm no stuff. I tell everybody the time, you know, on those five fights that I had that I won, I was uh, on Tapology, I was uh, picked to lose. So I wasn't a favorite in all those fights. And after every fight, I said, you know, you think I'm a sacrificial lamb and you find out the hard way I'm a, I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. You know, so if I come nice. in shape, I think I beat anybody. We were just talking about DMX just now. We talked about the DMX. Do you watch that versus Snoop? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. It's on Versus. Uh, they have like those guys. It's on Instagram. V E R, and they have. Yeah, yeah. Like I watched the one where freaking Nelly lost to uh, Ludacris. That pissed me off because you know I'm from St. Louis. But Nelly's sound didn't work. Like. Yeah, he wasn't even. Play- he was singing and he was drunk. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, listen, that's how I do my stand-up comedy shows. Works for me. I don't know. Maybe you got to be used to the process. The best is when they have old school guys. They had Teddy Riley versus Babyface, and Teddy Uh Riley couldn't figure out the Wi-Fi. And everyone, and and everyone in the world, all these like huge, like like black stars are watching it and just clowning them, being like, "What is AOL? This and that? Just like, oh, they're killing them left and right." He's probably talking about dial-up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like parodies of it. Like, like an hour later, there were parodies of how bad it was. Teddy Riley brought his own backup that singer, and, and then couldn't get the fucking internet to work. And then Babyface, mm. you can't beat Babyface. You can't beat Babyface. Yeah. Had so many. Mm. Yeah. He had so many hits. Um, but I can see DMX now. Hey, yo, what's up, Snoop? Play the music. Let's go. He was. He was yeah. About hundred pounds overweight. Like I was almost gonna say, like he should be called DMXL. Wait, point. DMX is fat now? 
Last time I seen DMX, he he was real skinny. I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, yeah. I think that like I think he's sober and he's doing well. You know, some people get sober and they just blow up. Like that's kind of where he's at right now. Uh, Mike Tyson the first time. Remember Mike Tyson used to be fat. Speaking of which, right? So Tyson's 53 years old. Mm -hmm. Is he on Mexican supplements? Uh, What is he taking? I want to know too. Shoot, I put on 20 (laughs) pounds of quarantine. Shit. No, uh, I'll, honestly, if if uh, if Vito can do it, you know, like he can do it, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, Vito Belfort always stayed in shape. Tyson right. looked like the the guy from Drew Hill, like the fat guy in Drew Hill at one point. Like he looked yeah. fucking. And then now he's. By the way, who do you think wins, him or uh, him or uh, Roy Jones? Before I answer that, you know how many of these young millennials don't know who Drew Hill is? <laughs> they probably got Google Cisco, man. Come on, man. Oh, that's, that's right. Cisco. Uh, sure. all, your, all your young white friends are like, who is he talking about, Drew yeah, Hill? Yeah, yeah. Is that a basketball player? But anyway, uh, oh, that's a hard one. Honestly, I don't even like to fight because I love both of them. I love Roy Jones and I love Mike Tyson. Um, and it's going to be hard to pick a winner. <sighs> ah, I can't believe I'm to say this. I honestly think Roy going to win that fight. If it goes over 30 like, seconds, I think Roy's got it. <laughs> Past 30 I, seconds. Here's why I think Roy's going to win the fight. I feel like he has – he's actually been fighting still yeah. for the last few years. He, he's, he's still been active. He has – he's not been out of shape. Like Mike Tyson just got back into shape. This guy has – consistently stayed in shape. He hasn't always competed at the highest level, yeah, yeah. but he hasn't really taken off. So I just feel like he has less ring rust. He's younger. He's faster and longer. So I just don't know if Tyson can get it. Because, like, Roy Jones' whole career, people are, like, not able to get inside and beat him up. You know, he stayed on the outside, and Tyson's always had troubles with guys with long reach. What about his chin, though? I mean, he's been knocked out a lot. Yeah, look, oh, Tyson can put anybody to sleep. Uh, I mean yeah. – what I see happening. I think that's what happens. Honestly, to tell you the truth, this is what I think might happen. If if they go out there and they like they're being cool about it, like hey, they kind of have a gentleman's like agreement to like not try to kill each other, I think Roy wins a decision. If they go out there and they legit fight, I can see Roy Jones beating him the first three rounds, touching him up, and then getting slept in like the fourth or the fifth round. Yeah. And I, listen, I the way I see it, even if they make a gentleman's agreement, the second they get in that ring, Tyson just like forgets all about that shit. Starts I chewing him, ears can, and going bonkers. We can, we can box and then we can go for donuts afterwards, but then he hit me in my face <laughs> and I was just like I gotta take his head off. I got I gotta take his soul. I gotta eat him. <laughs> I apologize after. Now on the undercard, it got announced that uh Jake Paul is fighting Nate Robinson, the basketball player. Yeah, uh, I started too. What happens here? Uh, from what I my understand, I heard that Jake was actually He's training in boxing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. And wasn't he like sparring with Paul Acosta or something like that? I think that was Logan Paul's brother. Logan Paul, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then Well then they probably that. both are though, because they're twin yeah. brothers, aren't they? They basically do everything. They're not twins, right? they're like they're a couple years apart. Oh, okay. Uh, I, man, I would have to, – to make an educated guess, I would have to know if 
Nate's been training boxing, but as a an elite world class athlete, yeah. I can't see him going in there. And if he's been training boxing, I got him. He got it with just just from the fact that he was an elite world class athlete, you know. And if he's been training boxing for let's say at least a year, like I think he will have what it takes to hold I mean, it on. He tried out for the Seahawks and like didn't make it two years ago, the NFL. Yeah. I mean, so is he just bored? Is this guy just like, he just wants to compete? Yes. I think it's an easy cash grab. I mean, like, for real. I mean. I think he's bored. Yeah, he's looking for any kind of a challenge. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. bored. He's made his money. He doesn't want to actually, you know what I mean? He wants to just, he's looking for anything that'll, that's fun, you tell, new challenge. You tell me, like, hey, go compete against some celebrity white guy who has little training in this sport for a million or two bucks. I'm doing it. I don't care if it's yeah. uh, golf, uh, uh, yoga Olympics. I don't know, man. I don't just, think if I'm he gets it. knocked out by Jake Paul, that that will kill him in like the barbershops around the world right now. Oh man, black card revoked. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Chopped up, burnt up. I think he just. I think he just. If he lose that fight, <laughs> he gets cremated. Like it's cremated. Like, is, is he? Can he go to one barbecue if he loses? No, bro. I'm, he might get Thanos. I'm trying to tell you, like, he go, he go, man. He, he gonna move to an island and be like, hey, Epstein's my neighbor. That's what he gonna do. Epstein's my neighbor, right. Yeah. Uh, now, you yeah. wrestled in college. Your team mm -hmm. consisted of you, Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, and Mike Chandler, right? That is a killer wrestling team. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you see Tyron going as far as he did in MMA back then? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, he was competing as an amateur. Uh, he was more of a coach when I was there because he's quite a bit uh, older than me. And I transferred there. He he would have been a redshirt senior when I was a true freshman and I was in junior college first. So by the time I got there, he was uh, he was in a coaching role. But I was teammates with Askren and uh, Michelle Chandler. And uh, but now, dude, like he that dude had it, man. He honestly, Tyron is probably one of the best athletes I've ever seen, period. You know, people don't believe me when I say this, but he used to own Askren in the wrestling room. Own wow. Yeah, like for real. Wow. Like, and he, he's one of those dudes that always said that, I think, even though he became a world champion, even though he became a world champion, I've always said he competes in the room. He, he performs in the room better than he does in competition. Yeah. You know, like, and like I said, I can only speak from experience, like what I've seen. Like, I don't get thrown. You know, like, I'm a good – I'm an Illinois Greco State champion with the Fargo, stuff like that. Like, I don't get thrown. I can count on one hand how many times I've been thrown in my life, and Tyron's done it, like, three times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the dude's just – But what do you think recently? Because recently he hasn't performed up to his ability. Um, you think he just uh, – mental – people say he's distracted, he's burnt out, he's just too much. He's got old. He got oh, old. Uh, I think definitely the distractions. Um you know, doing movies, doing music, um, getting divorced, uh, knowing person, knowing him personally, knowing that he's got things in his personal life that he don't want to talk about, and you know, leave that where is that? No, um, come on, please expand on that. Stop that. You know, you're not gonna have him visit my house. Mad <laughs> at me. Like, hey, bro, hit me up. Like, hey, bro, you want to get some late night sparring in? And not for a good reason. <laughs> Yeah, some late night sparring. Yeah, you no, know, he didn't yeah. hit me up when he was low key mad at me. He was like, hey man, let's get some sparring in. Like nine o'clock. Like, all right, bro, let's go over there. 
beat me up for an hour and then tell me, hey, man, you said that. I was like, bro, you could have asked me before you put your hands on me. But that really happened? That really <laughs> happened? Yeah, a couple of times. We got like a big brother, little brother relationship. So, yeah, like, yeah, like, if he, That's hit, if he hit me up out of the blue, if he hit me up out of the blue for like some late night sparring, I know he mad about something. He want to take it out on me. So one of those yeah. death guys, like a couple months, all of a sudden he's like, want to spar night? You're like, oh, shit, yeah. what I do? Yeah. yeah. No, I just go. I just like I need to work anyway. I ain't worried about it. I'm a grown man. All right. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> but no, I think his uh his last two fights. Uh, <clears throat> I'll start with the Usman fight. I think um man, I think Usman was hot. I I think on top of all the stuff that he had going on, I don't think he had the right training partners for Usman. You know, and at that time I wasn't able to train with him. Not that I'm like as good as Usman, but I'm one of the, I think I'm one of the top MMA wrestlers in the sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, even though he's going with Askren, like me and Askren kind of do different things. You know, like I said, I'm a Greco guy. You know, like I'm body locking you, you know what I'm saying? I'm slamming you, I'm doing this and that. And Usman worked mostly body lock wrestling, you know. So um I think I just think he didn't have the right training partners for that camp. Uh, with the uh, the Gilbert Burns fight, I think he got caught early, and then it was over after that. You know, like they had a quick exchange, and and Burns hit him with something. Yeah, he got dropped, and yeah, he got dropped, and then he was in survival mode. I think he was in survival mode the rest of that fight, which showed heart. Because there are a lot of much? you think he was thinking too much, like like okay, don't get like, I can't believe this guy dropped me. Like he was worried about what this guy's gonna do to him versus what I'm gonna do to him. After he got dropped, yeah. Like, I, I think after he got dropped and then a dude was on top of him, throwing elbows, and this, he was recovering. So then he knows I just gave up a 10-8 round. You know, mentally you're thinking like, okay, I got to win almost. If you give up a 10-8 round in the first round in a five-round fight, you pretty much almost got to win every round to make up for that. Like, you, you have little room for error. On top of the fact, <clears throat> look how big he is. So, you know, he's got to manage his uh, cardio. Right. And it just got zapped because the dude tried to finish you. That whole five minutes of that first round, he was trying to finish Tyron. He wasn't trying to lay on him, and Tyron was trying to survive. So I think Tyron went into, I need to catch him and knock him out, or I'm losing. Like, don't get finished, you know, try to pop him. And the dude, I think, and I think Burns knew that. I think he saw, he was like, okay, Tyron ain't got much in the tank. He's only looking for the knockout. Let me... Let me flex on him. Let me push it at the end of the rounds and stuff like that and sell it, you know. And I mean, not to be a Monday morning quarterback, but it seemed like Tyron was only throwing that right, not even setting it up, not even thinking. <clears throat> it was just that right, that right, that yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, you has his friend watching that. Are you just like yelling at the, at the TV screen going, set that fucking thing up? No, no, <clears throat> no, because I know him. I know him. I've trained with him for years. I, I know his mannerisms. I know... I can tell how he's feeling and what he's thinking by looking at him in his face. And Ooh. I can tell he was conserving energy. I think he knew if I do too much to set up this right hand, if I do too much to do this, I'm going to deplete my tank and he's going to finish me. So I think he was coasting and looking for the opportunity to throw it. Okay, if Gilbert Burns rushes in, boom, I'm going to throw it. You know, And then he would, and Gilbert would slip it, clinch him up, hold him up against the cage, and Tyron would, you know, Contain himself. How do you think Tyron versus Colby Covington goes? 
Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, you know, I know Kobe real well too. How? So that's oh, ATT, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I, uh, man, dude, that was. I mean, honestly, I stayed with Kobe uh, for like a month down there in Florida, a long time ago. This is this is pre Make America Great Again, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe's always been a very nice person to me. Uh, me. Me too. Me too. That's why I, I'll tell people. <clears throat> regardless of what you think about him and the character that he is playing, okay, like I have known a different Kobe, right. okay? Right. So this guy with the red hat and the books and the good morning nerds and virgins, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of funny, you know what I'm saying sometimes. Like I'm not judging him for that. I mean, he got to do what he got to do to get paid, okay? Uh, he's burned some bridges with some people, but uh, at the end of the day, huh? I yeah. mean, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who had to or chose to burn bridges to be successful. You know, like, but anyway, I'm just, but I'm gonna get to this. Those two do hate each other. That's some real shit. Oh, like, on me, they, that's, that's, that's real. And I'll be in the middle, like, cause if it was other tyrant, I would never talk to Kobe, and vice versa. You know, um, and luckily, like, they don't bring each other up around me or, or whatever. Uh, that that's a coin flip fight for me, man. That's a coin flip fight to me. That that's that's one where, you know, who's ever able to implement that game plan is winning that fight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you think that? I mean, I know that Tyron does not want to lose to Colby. Uh, oh. So if there's ever a fight he's gonna get up for, it's that fight. Dude, if he lost, I think that's the one person he can't lose to. <laughs> also, real, like, like you got those people you can't lose. Like when I fought Dakota Cocker, yeah, that was the one person I couldn't lose. I was just talking about this at the gym the other day because you know he, not yeah, knocking he, him. he did some some stuff. Yeah, that was yeah, 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 yeah. And and everybody was like, <clears throat> again, just for warning you guys. Everybody in St. Louis was like, "Yo, bro, like if you lose to this dude," and I was just like, "I know, I'm By hanging way, it up." Dakota is a really nice guy, and right now he's killing it in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, oh. But he's undefeated right now in bare knuckle boxing. You know that, right? He beat Chris Lieben in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, but but yeah, he did some uh, some porn back in the day with some men. But listen, everyone, you know, he's got a family now, and that, that was then. And people people make people do what they got to do for money, and you know. It's no perfect, and sometimes people just do stuff and it's on camera, you know. Um, so, uh, but I've had him on the show before, and he he actually asked me not to bring it up, and I was like, no problem, dude. Uh, he happens to be a really really nice guy, beautiful wife, beautiful family, and look, look, and even so, like who cares? Fuck it, somebody, you know. Even if even if that's what he was into. We here at the M.A. Rosa Podcast do not... <laughs> we can't judge. We really can't. We're in no position to judge. But I we're understand. To, we, are, we are in a position to make fun, <laughs> but we're not in a position to judge. Oh, there were a lot of rear-naked choke jokes uh, uh, during that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and like I said, I, I, I wasn't making fun of him or whatever. Yeah. I mean, do you or but do him or whatever player. you do. But yeah, but that was a big win for you. Dakota Cochran, by the way, uh, found his calling in bare-knuckle boxing. He's yeah, I saw that. He's, I saw that. He's, he beat Johnny Smash Hendricks. Him. He knocked out Johnny Hendricks in bare knuckle boxing. I was a huge Johnny Hendricks fan <laughs> in wrestling. You want to see your uh, Yeah. Hendricks yeah, is so. a fucking legend. I mean, he was a two-time national champion. I mean, yeah. 
a, a murderer. And should have been three. Yeah, he was a murderer. Now uh, you got to get back in shape, BJ, because you're you're not done, man. No, 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 no. I'm almost there. I'm uh, I'm about realistically, I'm about ten pounds away from where I want to be. Uh, yeah, I'm about. Uh, I'm in the low two hundreds. I need to be walking around in the low one nineties. I feel like right now is a good time for you to be ready because the UFC yeah. could be calling you tomorrow or Bellator tomorrow and be like, hey, yeah. this guy got COVID. We need you. Uh, yeah. And look, yeah, look, I, I get it, man. I get it. I'm about 10 pounds away from being about 30 pounds away from where I want to <laughs> be. So I fucking get it, bro. It's no, I already got hit up, man. I already got hit up. Uh, and I, it was unfortunate that I was like, hey, man, I'm like 20 over. I can't make it. So uh, I told my manager I should be good in the next few weeks. I think uh, in about two to three weeks, I think I'll lose that 10 pounds. Because you had to reach your potential. I mean, you got a record of what, 13 and five or something. And you're, and you're 13 and six. You're, you're a really great fighter. You've beaten some great guys, but I feel like we haven't seen the best. People don't know about you that should know about you. Right, exactly. You know, I, what's crazy is the best fight performance I ever had was a black car fight on Bellator with, um, Demi Lovato's ex-boyfriend, uh, uh, Bamba or something Remember like that. Remember Valderrama? Uh, I don't know how you say his name. It's like something Bamba. Yeah, Bamba. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Gralamo, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, man, I, it was like one of the best striking performances I ever had, and I'm a straight wrestler. I beat him up for three rounds. And they, <laughs> they black-carded that fight, so it's like not even on YouTube or nothing like that. Oh, like, man. That's some racist yeah. shit, man. That sucks. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I watched some of your highlights last night. I, you know, I forgot that Greco-Roman was your thing because you literally just pick people up and just slam them like big brother slams on their little brothers, but you do it to grown men in fights. Yeah. Yeah, that comes from all that WWF practice. I said WWF, not WWE. Yeah. Not <laughs> WWF. We were out in the backyard playing uh nwo you know dx you know you remember that you know playing with your friends of course, i started of course. wrestling in high school you know but before then you know we was always out in the backyard like hey i'm i'm macho man randy savage oh i'm hulk hogan i'm the ultimate <laughs> warrior you know and, yeah now, were, we, you, were you uh illinois state champion uh no uh, i was illinois greco state champion but i uh i took third in the state my senior year and then the guy that oh are you, are you being arrested right now? What's going on? I was about to say, is, is someone backing up a, a truck full of loot or something? I what told you they said no my security. <laughs> oh, bro. I done moved up, bro. I got I'm it. not in the hood, man. Good, good, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, uh, the guy that beat me at State my senior year was uh, number one in the nation, and he won senior nationals. You know, I'm from a tough state in Illinois. Yeah. What was cool, though, was the next year in junior college, I beat him in the first round, and then oh, wow. I won the national title. Wow, that's as national champion in college. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome because he coaches in high school too, and we always see each other at the state tournament. <laughs> 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 and I went up to him. Yeah. Now Ben Askren, right? There's a guy that I was like, I campaigned. I literally called up Dana White. You got to get this guy. I got. I, I was the biggest Ben Askren fan, and I still am. How shocked were you? As his teammate, because you you only seen this guy win. When he got knocked out in seven seconds, uh, were you were you surprised? Oh uh, well, one I was drunk because that was not in my bachelor party. <laughs> Good uh, for you. 
Well done, sir. But what was crazy, here's another thing, you know, like, I know Mazadar really well. You know, uh, so that was one that kind of threw me, like, who do I root for? And, um, Okay, I really, I really wasn't rooting for anyone. I can honestly say that I wasn't rooting for either one of the guys. But uh, hold on. <laughs> that face says it all. Yeah. So anyway, um. Anyway, uh, I had like half of my Mizzou teammates. There. I had like six guys, like at the bachelor party that you know they were rooting for Ben. Dude, when that happened. I, I, my jaw dropped. I, I couldn't believe it. I was just yeah. like, you know, and <laughs> but honestly, if it was going to happen to him, I'm glad it happened by Mazda. Right. Yeah. You know, there you go. Because I think he deserved it. Like, I've seen this guy. I watched him on YouTube, you know, and Kim, you know, fighting with Kimbo in backyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was young. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, you know, he was close to title fights and we get screwed over. Like, I still think he beat, um, what's the Italian guy in, Chicago, in uh, New York? Al Iaquita. Yeah, that's one of the worst decisions I've seen in my life. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so, like, I just feel like, you know, he was always kind of, like, not getting his just due. And then, boom, he do that and he's a made man. You know, so yeah. I was, you know it sucked for Ben, but I was happy to see Marvin get what Looking back, though, right, looking back, I mean, Ben did start every fight the same way. Head down, come in, grab you. And, man, that that coaching was unbelievable. Like, hey. Yeah, because yeah. that wasn't luck. They drilled that. They drilled that. Yeah, they knew that they were going to do that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it goes back to a lot of wrestlers don't learn how to fight. I think that's what got me in trouble because I know how to fight. Like, I go out there. And I don't necessarily use my wrestling, take guys down and finish them. I go out there, I box you up, and I take you down when I want to score. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> a lot of wrestlers, once you rush them and put them in situations where they got to react naturally, they go straight to wrestling. So when Miles at all, like, rushed him and freaked him out, all being new to do was, oh, man, I need to drop and take a shot. You know? Like, me, if that had to happen to me, if he if he, if someone were to run at me the way Miles at all did, I was going to circle out and look to strike, yeah, yeah. you know? But when you are a wrestler who, like, Ben has not been made to have to adjust to straight up fighting yet because he wasn't in the UFC. You know, he was in organizations where they didn't have wrestlers or guys capable enough of making him fight. You know what I mean? Kobe, when Kobe got hurt by Usman, he went for a single leg versus, like, backing out. And that's why he kind of got stuck there and pounded on. Like, yeah. he, he kind of went right to wrestling when he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when, once, when all this fails, you go to what you know. And it's instinctive. You don't think about it. It just happens. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me. There have been times where I got hit like, oh, shit, bring your ass here. You know, take you down. But you know, you've never been knocked out in a fight, have you? Uh, my first loss. Who'd you get knocked out by? Uh, Daryl Horsher. Oh, God, the guy that fought Khabib. He's a good fighter, that guy. He's a pretty good fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you something. The Ben Askren thing, it happened so fast. You're at your bachelor party. Did you even see it live? Because I could see it being one of those moments where you're like, here we go, guys. Shit. Oh, what the fuck happened? Like, did no, you? no. I, I saw it live. I saw it live. I was watching. I was okay. watching. Yeah, I was watching. Because it happened fast, man. It happened fast. 
Did you, What's did you that? Do you have a bachelor party, Greg? Did you have one? Yeah, kind of, kind of one. Yeah, in Vegas. I mean, you know, the Vegas bachelor. Well, here's the thing. No, no. Okay, when I say my bachelor party, we were out at a bar eating. We had just started. Like the plan was to pregame and eat at this uh, bar restaurant, and then obviously do the other stuff. Right. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even have one because every bachelor party I go to, there's always some strippers that get the guy naked, and then she's about to blow him, and everyone's like, "Don't do it, don't!" And I'm just like, "I don't want to be in that situation." Like, uh, first of all, I probably I, I'm like I like know too many porn stars and strippers. I trust myself, but I'm like, I don't even want to fucking deal with this. I didn't even have one. I was like, "Fuck it." Mine was fantastic. I was in Vegas already doing shows, and I know the owner of the Palomino strip club in Vegas, which is the only all new joint with the full bar. And yeah. he like set us up in the VIP and gave us like two free bottles of booze and fucking oh. hooked it up. It was phenomenal, man. We went bonkers. <clears throat> How many lap dances did you get? I, oh. I really don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean, just a running you... count, you know? It just kept going. Yeah. Did you really think Pretty Boy EJ was gonna go into retirement without a bachelor party? No, I, I understand why you would. I, to me, I was like, man, like, here's what happened. The night before, I, uh, the first night with my wife, uh, when she wanted to have sex, right? We, we, we weren't together yet. We were, we were just dating, right? But that day, this girl called me. She was having her divorce party. This is so bad. So she calls me up that afternoon. I meet her at a bar. Her and her friend, we go back to my place, which was disgusting. And I ended up banging her in front of her friend like three times. Uh, her friend helped, you know, I ended up just banging this hot porn star on her friend. But I didn't bang the friend really because she had a boyfriend, but she just, that, that you know, she, she had the assist or something. So uh, then that night, my wife's like, we should have sex. And I was like, no, we should wait. Because I'd already busted like five times. And I was like. But, but did you, did you wash, did you shower? Yeah, but I don't even know if I. Ah, no, you I didn't, like, you nasty, stinky bastard. I didn't, I probably didn't shower. And I was, so I was like, we should, I was like, we should wait. I think I even bought like fake fucking boner pills at the, like the gas station or something to like tr try to help me out. Nothing was, I was like, you know what? So then we, we, she's like, you're the first guy who I wanted to have sex with that wouldn't do it. You're so sweet and all this stuff. But she didn't realize that I had like, so then, but then, so then like, for, but then for like, that turned into like for a year. She's like, I can't believe you wouldn't even fuck me. The point I wanted to fuck, what kind of a man are you? And I, when I finally I was in my car, I was like, you wanna know the fucking truth? And then she's like, what? I'm like, I fucking had a threesome that day, busted four loads or whatever. And I was, and then she's like, you brought him back to that disgusting place. She was more annoyed that the place was gross. That like, the fact that my apartment was so dirty than the actual porn star and all that stuff. But anyway, so she was actually relieved because she thought I wasn't into her. But I was into her. I, I was just, the tank was empty. So anyway, I'm just saying, that's, you know. Well, don't give that look. That's love. And that <laughs> is true love. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell my daughter that one day. That is the, and that is the story of true love in the so, 2020s. So EJ, this is your first kid? Yeah, this is my first one. Uh... That's uh, made it all the way through. All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> are, you, are you a boy or girl? It's a girl. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. You know what that curse. is? That's the player's curse. Exactly. That's what you get. That's what you get for working all those girls and doing, doing all that dog shit. And the universe is like, here is your daughter. Wow. Now, now how, uh, how uh, far along is your wife? Uh, six months. Wow. 
So it has yeah. she, like she started to become like kind of psycho yet or no? Oh, she was psycho before the baby. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing you can do, man. Uh, but but you gotta just like you know what? It's it's not her fault. Like a, a girl explained that to me. There's a there's a there's a something growing inside her that is giving off all kinds of stuff. You just have to just be patient and loving and caring. But man, it's hard. It is it is hard. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. having sex with my wife when she was pregnant. I felt like I was too close to the kid. I, I didn't want her first food being me. Same. I, like she she keeps telling me there's like not enough room in there and. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't want my kid come out with a big fucking dent in her head and stuff. Yeah, that's. Okay, you're right, exactly. Just a huge little like head. So, uh, but that's cool, man. You, you, you're gonna be a great dad. You're gonna be a great. Plus, you're a coach. Uh, trust nice. me. I I kind of wanted a boy too at first, but having a girl, it's the best. It really is. There's nothing like having a little girl just smile at you and be like, "Daddy's home," and give you hugs and love. It's nothing like it, man. Like as happy yeah. as you are, think of like your biggest wrestling win or your biggest fight times that by like twenty. And that's the high you get from your kids' love, like for real. So you're gonna look forward to it. It's just the best. But be prepared. Like my kids too now, and she's starting to whine. Um, and I'm I'm whining about her whining. Like she's just like, eh, like I'm like that's a fake cry. You're not gonna get what you want. And then after three of those, I'm like, what do you need? Oh, just just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I already get that from my mama. Oh yeah. Where did you meet yeah. the, the mom? Uh, I swipe right. Oh, there you go. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Bumble and that is love in America today. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, uh, <clears throat> I got lucky. Though. I'll tell everybody I got lucky, though, with this one. I mean, obviously. Uh, nurse, six foot tall, former All-State basketball player. Uh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. So, and uh, her family uh, is a wrestling family, so they love me. Wow, that just lined up, huh? Yeah. Your kid's yeah. going to be an athlete, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like That's why I need my boys. I need my superstar. boys so I can get some uh, some NFL superstars or something. So yeah, She so, could be WNBA. You never know. So, Greg, what about you? Does Summer want to have a baby or no? No, we're cool. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, we, we figure if we ever really want one, we'll go down to, the, you know, the uh, pick out a, you know, uh, one of the, <laughs> a rescue, we'll get a rescue and uh, bring it home. All right. Uh, that's, that's very nice. But I mean, look, but, but you're, you're, you're Mexican though. So you, you're, you're fish are good. I mean, you could. Listen, I should have three or four kids by now. Easy. That, that is the minimum usually is three. So yeah. I, I really, and it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, you can sit, you can fit about six of y'all in a little uh, like Honda Civic. Exactly, you sure can. You know, <laughs> girls get seven like dick pic. You know, I mean, so like seriously. Um, yeah. All right. So all right. actually, one of my first scares was with a Mexican girl. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? Wait a little while. You may find out it went through, and she just did. Did she scare no. you by trying to stab you, or just the scare? Um, but th that's good, man. I like it. So, all right. So now, is your season happening in the fall or what? Oh, man. We j we literally just got word from the district yesterday that we're doing uh, remote learning, which sucks. Um, in my opinion, it sucks. I, I just – I mean, I, I feel like I work in a school district where um, 
you know, kids have a lot of distractions anyway, you know, so uh, expecting parents who have to work all day to hold their kids accountable, to expecting kids who are distracted all the time to hold themselves accountable and do their schoolwork is just not an ideal situation. So I just really wish we were in a situation where we could be back in the classroom. Uh, but um, I'm thinking we're going to end up wrestling in January. That's what I'm seeing a lot of states do. Like, they haven't really made an official word or anything, but I'm thinking they're going to push our season maybe from January to March, which, I mean, I would be okay with that because I got a couple of seniors, you know, who should be all-state wrestlers this year, and to take that opportunity away from them would be just crushing. Yeah, that sucks the, the, to lose. So, I mean, the way it ended for, this, for the seniors of last year, you know, yeah. so many of them didn't get to finish their journey. Then people just like, that's it. And there's nothing. I mean, that's, that's a tough pill for a kid to swallow, especially when that's their life's endeavor up to that point. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I mean, like, I have, ki I have parents, like, uh, um, reaching out to me now that are like, hey, do you mind? Because I have a wrestling, my garage in the wrestling room. They're like, hey, is it okay if I have a, a kid or two come and, like, you, like, train them? I feel like I'm doing some kind of, like, underground illegal drug dealing training, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, but we only have one kid. We have to find another kid too. Like, cause the kid's like 90 pounds. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go with a 90 pound kid. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard. Why? <laughs> cause you don't want to get beat by a 90 pound kid. Exactly. But, but <laughs> I mean, well, wrestling, people don't realize it's not a seasonal sport. If you want to be good at it, you gotta do it all year round. All year round. Yeah. And this is taken away from it. I mean, completely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we got a ton of guys. But the good news is that almost everybody's not going to be doing it, but the good kids are finding a place to do it. Like, yeah, and, like uh, at my MMA gym, we got a ton of kids in the St. Louis area coming in, getting workouts in. And I'm telling my guys, like, hey, this group of kids are here on this day and this day. Get a ride out there. Like, I can't take you. You know, I can't tell you to come, but you, you might want to, you know, get yeah. over there. Do you coach at a mostly white or a uh, black school? Uh, predominantly black school. Yeah. I always uh, – <laughs> this sounds like so so racist. I, I don't even know if I want to say this. But, like, so, like, football season ends, and then we get, like, the football players, like, the moment is to black kids, and then my season gets so much better uh, because those kids are, like, the best athletes, and a lot of them have older brothers that – beat them up so they are right away they tell wrestling you yeah. know sometimes and I also this is like shitty to say but it's hard sometimes to get into getting like the parents on board for the extra stuff parents sometimes work and just getting the kids to like you know the, the practices outside of uh you know they don't have people to drive them around that's the that, that's the only hard part you know so yeah yeah that was uh <clears throat> So basically, uh, the last school I coached at was predominantly white. I loved it, okay? But I had a lot of dads, a lot of moms trying to tell me how to do my job, and I was an assistant there. When I moved back home, you know, uh, there were a lot less dads and parents trying to tell me how to do my job. I was just right, leaving it there, right, right, you know right, what I right, mean? Right, right. And that was the best part about it. Now, don't get me wrong, there was more work. There was more of me picking kids up, dropping kids off. Uh, buying kids shoes and stuff like that. But that's what I signed up for. That's why I'm back home at my hometown school because that's always been my dream. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wrestling's a, a better sport than other sports because 
it's not like football or, or baseball or basketball where every kid thinks that they're the greatest kid ever. You know, like soccer, why aren't you playing my kid? You're like, well, your kid doesn't win. Your kid doesn't win. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, – it's, but you, we still one time sometimes run into those problems of like a tournament where they don't want to wrestle a kid on our team or like a parent will tell me that I had his kid wrestle up a weight class when I didn't. It just happened to be he was the lightest kid in that bracket or something. Yeah. Or like, you know, you get – sometimes you get these – or parents telling them things to do that like – like they want to start chiming in. You're like, Hey, thank you for your help, but I'm the coach. And you know, I don't really need your help. Dude. I had a, I had a guy, uh, he placed in state. His son was not good. And, uh, his son was only good on top. Okay? <laughs> his son was for, not good. Not good. <laughs> but he, he was only good on top and we would strategize. I'd be like, Hey, look, you know, you got a pretty good switch, you know, Go out there, as soon as you get taken out, look to hit it, get the legs in, start working. You know, every time we get a choice, we defer. That way they can go bottom, you can get your time on top. Then on the third, we can go top. Like, I need I, I need to maximize his opportunities on tops. He didn't have a good takedown, but he's pretty good at rolling on the, on the mat. Sure enough, we've got a match, and uh, his son was down by one going into the third. Now, the obvious choice for someone who doesn't know any better is, you tell your kid to go down, he gets away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that even if he got away, which we, he would have, this kid was just going to take him down and let him up like he had been doing. Right. I also knew this kid was an athlete like like this. I was like, <laughs> I'm just, I was like, his gas tank ain't good. He's already tired. But it don't matter about him being tired if you don't got a takedown to take him down with. Right. Okay. And he's not good on bottom. And he chose neutral. When he went, it was his choice. So we chose top. His dad is in a stance, losing it. What the F, blah, blah. Uh, his, girl, we turned him and pinned him in 30 seconds. Yeah. And I just looked over at the dad. and was like, I didn't say it, but I was like, sit your ass down. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing, man. Yeah. I know your I son had, better than you do. I had one dad that I had to ban from the matches. He was like, this kid was just, he was out of control. And he was teaching his kids moves that like, we're gonna win against, I kind of felt bad, he was, we had like, against our kid, I had the kids wrestle off, and he, he was teaching kids like a splatle. So I, I had to like, uh, so I had his kid teach everyone the splatle, <laughs> that way, he, and then he got fucking, sort of calling me a retard and this and that. And like, I, I hate when I hate the parents, cause I, I go out of my way to not take it out on the kid. It's not, it's not the kid's yeah. fault, but as a yeah. human being sometimes, it's, it's hard. It, oh, yeah. it, it's actually hard. You have to like remove yourself, but it's, I mean, Everyone's human, but that's the worst. Or when the kid thinks he knows everything because he took one he took one seminar with some wrestler, and now he wants to sprawl with his, you know, knees hitting the mat, you know. And I'm just like, I saw this on Flow Wrestling, Coach. Yeah, you do it like this. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I've had so many situations like that. So many. Although it's pretty funny though. Like one kid in our team, we have one coach that slept with a kid's mom. Nice. But like 12 years ago, right? Look at, look at EJ. Look at EJ. Look at, he's like, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I have uh, never been officially caught or seen leaving the well, here's house. What, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I was on Tinder and I matched. You look guilty as shit, motherfucker, just to be clear. So I was on Tinder. I matched with the kid's mom. And then, I, and then I get an email from the mom going, hey, just so you know, you coached my kid. I think you're adorable. But 
I don't think I'm like, oh, uh, all right, cool. So I was telling my friend who was the other coach, I go, dude, check us out. I just me and the mom. He goes, I, I slept with her like like 12 years ago. <laughs> I said, wow, just like so then like every time so his kid was on the team and I would be like, yo, Brian, tell your kid to work harder. Like I just can't kept talking to Brian's kid. <laughs> But you did that too. Hey, that whole like coaches and moms, like, dude, if it's a single mom out there, dude, and then like they already they see you as a father figure to that kid, you know, and it doesn't right. So it kind of kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, you know. You're a handsome guy. They see you at the local bar. And it's like, oh, my son, he talks about you all the time. I'm like, yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, my favorite. This has nothing to do with a kid I coached. Um, that was uh, that was this kid on a baseball team. Uh, real uppity kid. Uppity. You know, family had money. Uh, mom was newly divorced. And uh, he was always walking the halls and, like, he was actually one of the kids who would like make fun of me when I lost my first fight. Cause when I lost my first fight, it was all over YouTube. So kids were like retweeting it and like, oh look at oh, me. Oh man. They did me dirty, bro. They did me dirty. It, it was what it is, you know. Kids are mean. Yeah. So one day he was just going in, you know, pissing me off, just being a little little jerk off. And I tweeted, which was very immature of me, but I was only like 27 at the time. I said, man, it's funny that this kid keeps like cracking jokes at me and he has no idea that I'm knocking down his mom, which is true. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And my wrestlers, my wrestlers started retweeting at him. Oh, no. well, <laughs> so then the principal calls me in the office and he's like, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't want to know who you're talking about, but you got to take this down. You can't be putting this up there. <laughs> and I was like, all right. That's a cool principle, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, dude. Principle. Yeah. That principle got your back. A lot of principles yeah. would not be like yeah. get fired for that, you know? Yeah. So and the kid eventually, he eventually found out and wasn't too happy about it, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hysterical. He eventually yeah. found out. Wait a minute. And he wasn't happy about it? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't well, know I mean, about he, he didn't come to you and like, yeah, where to well, put first it? First of all. <laughs> First of all, my, the reason why he found out because my wrestlers went at him. You know, they was like, hey, stop talking about our coach. And yeah, he's talking about your mom. <laughs> you know, so what was he going to do? Talk well, back to this. Kids just yeah, no, had a kid one time in middle school. We, you know, first day of singlets is always the hardest because kids put it on. Mm -hmm. Now we have MMA shorts and, and the tank tops. Thank you. Mm -hmm. we, we voted on that. I'm like, the two piece. 1,000% better. But so the kid comes out with his underwear going, coach. What do I do with my underwear? And you could just see his whole fucking package. Like he wasn't wearing underwear under the singlet. And every kid was like, ew, like pointing his dick. And like, I was like, uh, dude, you gotta put your under, you gotta keep your underwear on. Put your on. underwear on. Dude, yeah. yeah I, man, I had a kid this year because our school colors are white and blue. And we had a uh, we, we we had the two pieces too. We had the two pieces of the singlet. This kid, he was a freshman, freshman 113 pounder, didn't put underwear on it. He had the biggest skid mark oh. <laughs> on a white singlet, on a white singlet. It was just... Why would they even uh, make white singlets? That's, that's so gross. Because they look pretty good when you wear drawers. <laughs> oh, man. man. I would have been the kid that put on the singlet, then a nice, comfortable pair of sweats, 
and yeah. a nice blousy t-shirt over the top. Oh yeah, no, we have whenever there was a fat kid on the team, I, I had him. Wear, I mean, he wore a t-shirt under it usually. I was like, yeah, I, 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 oh. I tell my dudes, I'd be like, hey, tuck your titties in, put a, uh, <laughs> put a drop, put a drop your t-shirt on. Push them up. You want to push them in, and you want to get them up. There you go. Now you know, Aaron, you know what I'm talking about, man. It'd be funny, like the little boob would pop out. Oh, man. Of course. It's so oh God, it's so That's awkward, man. Oh, so team awkward, boy, man. fat booby. That's it, so it usually weird. it used to be like the little freshman or sophomore beginner wrestlers. You know, they'd be at the, like yeah. freshman tournaments and they they like sumo fight and stuff like that. And like I said, man, if that were me, I'd fucking drag that shit across that guy's face. I'd use it as a weapon. Because <laughs> that's got to be disarming to just have a you know fat titty. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think I don't think you really notice it. You know, you you kind of in that brawling. Uh, speaking of gross stuff, the 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 most that just reminded me of the most disgusting thing that has ever happened to me in a wrestling match. I was wrestling this guy. I was bumped up. You know, uh, he's pretty good. And he was a thrower, and I wasn't worried about it because I was a pretty good Greco guy. This fool hit me with a headlock. He didn't pin me, but he hit me with a headlock, and he had like the longest armpit hair. Oh, and it was oh. in my mouth. It was, freaking, it was the nastiest thing ever, dude. I tasted oh, it much. That I is brutal. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was, uh, yeah. I'll never forget it. One thing I'll never forget, which has nothing to do with this, but I was in high school wrestling, and it was after a match. We were all in the van going home, and it was orange. Uh, and this kid was telling us how, like, um, that they were putting their fingers in the orange. They're like, oh, wow, look, it feels like a pussy, right? You're pa everyone's passing around an orange, a bunch of high school kids, right? So the captain of our team that night goes back to his room and fucks the orange, right? And then tells us about this. <laughs> he said, everyone's like, how'd it go? He's like, it fell apart. It was fucking stupid, whatever. But the rest of the year, everyone kept throwing oranges at this kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like that's how you get a UTI, bro. Like that's just <laughs> disgusting, man. One time I was at a Halloween party and a buddy of mine was in a toga outfit and uh, he had put his arm over my shoulder for a picture. And, uh, and then we went to the bathroom to try and do some coke and I was trying to do some coke, but all I could smell was his fucking armpit sweat uh. on my shoulder. And it was, so nasty. dude, it was gross to me. So I was like, gag, I'm trying to inhale, but instead I'm like gagging and like blowing the coke everywhere. That is crazy. I had to wash my shoulder before I could continue doing coke. Oh my God. Well, listen, EJ, it was, so it was, fucking gross. EJ, it was an honor to have you on. Where oh, can thanks, people, man. I appreciate it, bro. Where can people find you? Uh, EJizzle149 is uh, my handle for Instagram, Snapchat, and um, Twitter. And uh, EJ Brooks MMA, my Facebook profile. Nice. Well, anything coming up, let, let me know. Uh, we'll definitely promote it. Greg, you're the best. Uh, Good to see you as always. Your podcast we've done in a long time. So Trap thank you guys. Thanks, yeah. Take care, EJ. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you.